0: You're listening to. Whoa! Potluck.
1: Potluck! Welcome to Books and Bulba, a book club and podcast featuring books by Asian and Asian American authors. My name is Marvin Yew.
0: And I'm Ri Rayu.
1: And we are here for our mid-month book news episode for March 2021. Um, Rira, how are you doing?
0: Um, So we're recording this on March 17th, and um, uh, news just broke last night that... um, eight people were killed in a string of shootings in Atlanta spas. And six of the victims were Asian women. Um, Four of them were Korean women in their 50s and 70s, according to uh, Korean newspapers. So uh, I'm not doing great. (laughs) I've only had about maybe three hours of sleep uh, following this news. Um, And it's just so unfortunate how the police have responded to it um they're saying that it was not racially motivated which is which is laughable um and it it just like enough is enough um
1: yeah i was um i was really sad to hear about the news as well um i know that you um i guess you would consider that your hometown right
0: i don't know what my hometown is at this point um but yeah like i you know, I went to middle school and high school in in the Metro Atlanta area, so mm. uh, when I heard the news, it it definitely like it definitely hit home. Um, and I know that the Korean journalists there are working really, really hard. Um, I haven't really seen details about the victims in mainstream media. I've actually been learning more about uh, the actual shootings through. Like Korean language newspapers with my rudimentary Korean, um, and the shooter actually yelled, "I'm going to kill all the Asians." When he went into one of the spas, so uh, the police and also the mainstream media refusing to acknowledge that uh, to not have um, translators go on site and uh, to do the research, it's just kind of it's upsetting.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's been a uptick, and you can say a trend of these attacks over the last, like, over the last week, even. So to- over the past
0: year, I know, um, Stop AAPI Hate, uh, they just compiled a report. Uh, I think it was yesterday, and over three thousand incidents were reported to them, and that ranged from verbal harassment to actual assaults and uh, their research showed that about 70% of the attacks were targeted toward Asian American women. So uh, these attacks were definitely both racially charged and also um, rooted in misogyny. And yeah, it's, it's just been a very stressful last 24 hours, I would say.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is on top of last week. A friend of both of ours, um, her husband got attacked by a man wielding mm-hmm. an axe um, right here in our backyard in like Monterey Park, which is Monterey like Park, supposed yeah. to be pretty like relatively safe for Asians, right? It's like a very Asian majority town.
0: But here's the thing about like Asian majority towns and areas. Um, these attacks have been creeping in our spaces more often. So I-, I feel like it's like in the beginning of the pandemic, it's just been... Kind of random harassment on the streets. And now the attacks are being more organized and uh, they're coming into Chinatown. They're coming into neighborhoods. They're coming into Asian spas. Um, So, yeah, like, it's hard to say, like, what place is safe anymore because they're coming into our neighborhoods.
1: Yeah. Well, the story is ongoing. We're hoping... To learn more as we go along, um, we are not a news podcast, but this news does affect everyone. And we're going to post some resources on the show notes for this episode. So uh, if anyone wants to find out how they can take some more direct action on how to support uh, both the Asian community and the Atlanta Asian community, um, check out our show notes for some links. Um, they're also on our Instagram. And yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> On that note, it's time to go over the book news of March 2021 after this quick sponsor break. uh, Stick around. Hey, everyone, it's Marvin. So we've been in COVID lockdown for the last year. And one of the biggest bummers is that I haven't been able to go visit Asia for over a year. Uh, Before the lockdown, I used to go at least once a year to visit family and friends and those of us who have been to Asia know that one of the best parts about going to Asia is access to Asian snacks. You know what I'm talking about, all those great chip flavors that you just can't find in the States. But that's why it's awesome that our sponsor, Irvin's, Singapore's number one snack, has finally made its way over to the States. Irvin's is the original salted egg chip using real salted duck egg that has been brined for 30 days, then steam-cooked and hand-mixed into potato chips, fishkins, and cassava chips then real salted duck egg yolks, fresh curry leaves and red peppers are diced right into the bag. Now, for those of you who haven't tried salted duck egg or xingyadan, it's a unique savory experience that will leave you wanting more. Recently, I've acquired a couple bags of the spicy version of Irvin's chips. And let me tell you, it's like a flavor bomb in your mouth. It's not just spicy, but it's Asian spicy, which of course is a thousand times better. Now, Urban's chips carry a higher price point than regular chips, but that's because Urban's is a gourmet snack with all real food ingredients literally baked into the chip. And trust me, it's quality that you can taste. Visit eaturbans.com to order your Urban's chips today and use the promo code BOOKSANDBOBA, all caps, for free shipping on any order. That's eatirvins.com with promo code BOOKSANDBOBA spelled out for free shipping on your dangerously addictive snacks.
0: All right, so we have a bunch of book deals that have happened over the course of this month. Um, so we are going to just dive right in.
1: Yeah, there are a ton of them this month. Um, is it just like a post-winter surge of book deals? or uh,
0: I don't know, because um, COVID has really changed up how people are working and um, just how deals are being made. So I don't know. It just might be like a one-off where where a lot of deals were were made this past week or this past month. So well, it's really um, cool to yeah. see
1: so many. And this is like Rira compiled this list um for us, and it is long. So uh, strap in because there are a lot of really cool books coming up. Uh, so yeah, Rira, what's our first book deal?
0: All right, so our first deal is Scholastic bought the first four books in a young middle-grade fantasy series by two-time Newbery honoree author Christina Suntornvat. In Legends of Lotus Island, a girl with a mysterious past tries to survive her first year at an ancient island temple where kids learn to transform into magical creatures sworn to protect all living things. Publication is planned for 2023.
1: So is this like... Asian inspired animorphs slash academy. Oh my story. god,
0: animorphs! <laughs> wow, nineties uh, flashback right there. It's never you're never too old to get get into animorphs. By the way, those if you covers <laughs> always
1: freak me out though.
0: <laughs> oh man, so good. Um, but yeah, Christina is uh, an author that we've previously had on the show. She's the author of A Wish in the Dark. Um, so if you haven't listened to that to that episode, uh, please do so. And congratulations to Christina. This sounds really, it sounds really cool.
1: Yeah, congrats to Christina. Um, our next story, HarperCollins acquired world rights to a debut picture book, Chloe's Lunar New Year by Lily Lamotte and illustrated by Michelle Lee. Um, the description is, uh, Chloe joyously joins in her family's Lunar New Year traditions, all the while honoring and remembering her beloved ama. The story introduces the rich cultural celebration of the holiday, but also taps into universal themes of finding joy amid loss. Publication is slated for winter 2023.
0: We could always use more Lunar New Year books. I feel like every year when I'm trying to compile uh, books for for families that want to celebrate Lunar New Year, uh, there's not a lot. It's always like the same five or six. So it's really nice that there's more (laughs) and that this one talks about, uh, you know, grief and uh honoring your family so that that's like a really big part of lunar new year as well so really glad that that's interwoven
1: yeah i think it's really cool to have more books like this Like we have so many books about celebrating easter or christmas or like thanksgiving a ton of books perpetuating the myth of like oh pilgrims and indians were super friends during thanksgiving and I think more books like this will not only help other people learn about Chinese traditions, but also help Chinese kids learn about their own heritage as well. So, yeah.
0: All right. In a two-book deal, Hyperion acquired Winston Chu versus the Whimsies in an untitled sequel by Stacey Lee, author of The Downstairs Girl. Lee's debut middle-grade novel is a modern-day reimagining of a classic Chinese folktale. The book follows Winston Chu as he saves the owner of a curiosity shop from a robbery, only to be gifted a broomstick and a dustpan for his trouble. Items that turn out to be more a curse than a blessing. Publication is scheduled for fall 2022.
1: This sounds really cool. Um, Stacey Lee tends to write historical fiction, right? So is this something... Oh, yeah. She
0: is like the (laughs) queen of historical fiction uh, with Chinese-American characters. So yeah, Uh, really excited I don't know what folktale this is. Do you, do you know what folktale this is? I'm not
1: sure. I'm trying to rack my brain about uh, broomstick and dustpan, so like cleaning utensils, but I can't I can't think of anything. So I'll have to bust out my childhood book of Chinese fables and see if I can oh, find Oh, yeah, it. you have to
0: like blow <laughs> the dust off of that cover.
1: Yeah. All right, our next deal. Simon & Schuster bought world rights to The Together Tree, written by Aisha Saeed and illustrated by Lei Win Pham. Uh, the picture book is about the pain of bullying and the redemptive power of friendship and compassion. Publication is slated for 2023.
0: Awesome to have more picture books that delve into bullying and, yeah. um, you know, teaching kids to be empathetic.
1: Yeah, bullying bad. Don't bully people.
0: <laughs> Especially during this time. <laughs> um, so next up, Levine Querido signed Dao Fumiric to illustrate Kristen Mai Jang's picture book, Last Flight, which is based on the true story of Kristen's family's escape from Vietnam six days before the fall of Saigon in 1975. Publication is scheduled for spring
1: 2023. Wow. I guess um, it's for kids, so you can't make it too realistic or too bloody. But yeah, that's... um, I think
0: kids can take more than we like to give credit for.
1: Yeah, that's pretty harrowing for a picture book, but... Um, but it
0: happened to her. So, yeah, like, I, I, I'm guessing that this happened to her when she was a child, too. So it, it is an experience that kids go through.
1: All right, so our next deal. Farrar, Strauss, and Giro acquired world rights to My Name by Supriya Kelkar, Illustrated by Sandhya Prabhat. My Name is about how a name comes from generations of ancestors, places, and experiences to make you, you. Publication is slated for June 2023.
0: Yeah, and um, this book is written by Supriya Kelker, and we've had her on the show as well. Uh, she's the author of As American as Paneer Pie. Um, so I'm guessing that this book goes more into, like, uh, Indian naming. I don't know the naming traditions of <laughs> India and Pakistan, but yeah, um, yeah like, uh, it, it would be interesting to, to learn about that. Yeah. All right. So next up, Mango and Marigold bought North American rights to Part of Me, written by Nandana Sen and illustrated by Archana Srinivasan. The picture book is about love and identity, a spirited girl's search for her roots, and the bond of the heart that unites every family, adopted or biological. Publication is slated for summer or fall
1: 2022. Cool. Uh, So like a book about found family maybe um,
0: yeah because it says adopted or biological so i am guessing that family can mean different things whether it's <laughs> chosen or or blood related it's hard to glean from such a short description yeah. but uh um, congratulations again to nandana and archana
1: yeah um next up fail and friends acquired world english rights to adupata is by marzia abbas and illustrated by anu Chowan it's an own voices picture book that explores the properties of a dupatta and how it's much more than just a beautiful piece of cloth. Publication is scheduled for winter 2023. Cue me Googling what a dupatta is.
0: It says a beautiful piece of cloth. So
1: Oh, it's a shawl a traditionally worn by women in the Indian subcontinent.
0: Cool. Okay. I just Googled it too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I've seen that before. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. See, the thing is like, uh, white publishers saying like oh we can't write picture books about about something that like white kids don't understand they can't relate to this kind of culture it's like we live in the world of google now it takes it takes literally three seconds to (laughs) to see what it looks like see what food looks like uh, from a different culture so yeah all right so next up is a it's quite a doozy Scholastic acquired five middle-grade novels by author Sayatani Dasgupta. The deal includes a new three-book series that is a spinoff to the Kiranmala and the Kingdom Beyond series. The new series is slated to begin in September 2022 and follows the flying pakaraj horses of the Kingdom Beyond. And The Lotus Legacy, Dasgupta's first work of realistic fiction for middle graders, is slated for a summer 2023 release. The book follows Desi Posse, a crack team of feminist tweens, on a heist to expose a skin lightning product. And the last book in the book deal is a sequel to Dasgupta's forthcoming novel, Force of Fire, and that is slated for May 2022. So, five books. Wow! Uh, congratulations, Saitani. That is that is awesome.
1: Yeah, secure that bag, get paid. Um, that's really awesome to have so many upcoming projects coming up. It must feel really good as an author to like, I guess, be secure in some way.
0: I know. Um, uh, her series, Kieran Mala and the Kingdom Beyond. It's it's a very popular series. Um, I've seen that series like, uh, like displayed at my local bookstore and. Cool yeah, kids seem to love it. So, congratulations. Yeah.
1: Uh, Next up, Parallax Bought a Lotus for You by Min Le, the author of Drawn Together. Described as the official unauthorized biography for young readers of Vietnamese Zen Buddhist monk Thich Nhat Hanh, the picture book explores the life, teachings, and legacy of the beloved global spiritual leader. The text is written as if in conversation with a group of children, with Thich Nhat Hanh sharing his experiences. From becoming a novice monk at sixteen to being nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize by Martin Luther King Jr., publication is slated for fall twenty twenty one. That sounds cool.
0: Yeah, I don't really know much about um, like Zen Buddhist culture, <laughs> um. But this sounds really interesting. Yeah. And uh, Min Le, uh, you know, drawn together. It was, um, it it was such a touching picture book. It was about um. A grandchild and his grandfather learning, um, pretty much bonding over their love of drawing. So um, I remember it being like really sweet. So I'm I'm guessing that this book is going to be great too. Yeah. Next up, Wednesday acquired the Charmed List by Julie Abe. And it is a YA contemporary romance set in magical Palo Alto. And it's pitched as Sabrina the Teenage Witch meets Jenny Han. After spending most of high school as the quiet girl, Ellie Kobata is ready to take some risks and potentially have a life-changing summer, starting with her anti-wallflower list. (coughs) 13 items she is going to check off one by one. But when number four on the list, Revenge on Jack Yasuda, goes terribly wrong, she's certain her summer has gone from charmed to cursed. Publication is set for summer 2022.
1: This sounds really cool. This sounds like something you would totally be like into. <laughs>
0: uh, so Julie Abe is an old friend of the podcast. She was on our show um, this past year. She's the author of Ava Evergreen's Semi-Magical Witch. I am yeah, like you said, Marvin, this sounds like my jam, anti wallflower list. Um and Magical I Palo like,
1: Alto. That sounds really interesting. That's true.
0: Magical Palo Alto <laughs> sounds pretty dope. Uh revenge on 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 a dude. Yeah. All <laughs> totally for it. your jam, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, very excited to to read this. Uh it sounds fun.
1: Yeah, congrats to Julie on her new book deal. Um her second book of the Ava Evergreen series is coming out soon too. So um lots of cool stuff coming from Julie. Our next deal, uh, Raycraft Acquired World Rights to a New Middle Grade Own Voices Series by Salima Alikin. In each book, a girl named Soraya takes a field trip with her classmates and embarks on an adventure. Publication for the first book, Soraya and the Dragon, is slated for fall 2021. That sounds interesting. Kind of like a mix of uh, like a fantasy magic school bus, maybe?
0: I was just about to say magic school bus. (laughs) Oh, wow. Our our cultural touchstones, you know? Yeah. Showing our age here. Okay, so next up, Aladdin bought debut chapter book Sajal Battle Superstorms by Maya Prasad, first in the new series that follows an Indian-American girl with an active imagination and a love of STEM who uses science to save her family's Diwali celebration on the night of a storm. Publication is set for spring 2023.
1: Cool. So, kind of like a uh, like a uh, Jimmy Neutron, maybe. Except
0: we're really Indian? bringing out like the old, <laughs> like late nineties, early two thousands children's TV shows. But yes, that's uh, where I
1: go with my comparables. Okay, I know.
0: I'm, I'm getting. I'm getting a Jimmy Neutron vibe. Um... Yeah, really great to see uh, an Asian American girl who is in the STEM field, and this is about uh, Diwali. So you have a holiday book mixed in with um, with some
1: with like a coming STEM. of age, like yeah,
0: coming coming of age. It's a lot of things. I like it. Yeah, cool.
1: Uh, Next up, Holiday House acquired two early graphic novels written and illustrated by Vikram Madan. Featuring Owl and Penguin, two unlikely friends who, despite their differences, flock together like birds of a feather. Publication is planned for fall 2022.
0: But penguins don't have feathers.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm, there's not a lot to go off of this um, this quick blur, but I wonder if they're like anthropomorphic birds, or I mean, like, they, they, probably they, like they
0: probably are. They probably are. Have you ever seen an owl, um, like with their feathers wet? No, it, they're really creepy. Um, <laughs> also, like owls have really long legs underneath all of their feathers. Wow. So yeah. yeah. Weird bird facts uh, for you guys. <laughs> bird,
1: hashtag bird facts.
0: All right. Uh, next up, Green Willow Acquired The Dark by Pam Fong, a picture book about finding light in the darkness, told by way of a little fish lost in a deep ocean. Publication is slated for winter 2023.
1: That sounds harrowing. It's like Finding Nemo, but without finding Nemo, dad, <laughs> And you're in like the deep sea with all those creepy like... Lantern fishes. And... monsters that live in like oh, the, <laughs> the, the deep sea. <laughs> uh, but yeah, sounds interesting. All right, our next deal. Henry Holt acquired world rights to The Truth About Dragons by Asian American Pacific Award recipient Julie Liang, Illustrated by Hana Cha, the picture book is about a child with a blended cultural identity who quests into two very different forests. Discovering the godly imposing Eastern conception of the dragon in one and the fearsome adventurous Western dragon in the other. The child learns there is no one truth about dragons that both at once can exist in their heart. Publication is set for winter 2023.
0: Oh, so it's pretty much like like East Dragon meets West Dragon. Chinese dragon versus like fantasy western fantasy Game of Thrones dragon.
1: <laughs> I think this is really cool. I think you know more people should learn about the differences between Western and Eastern dragons, you know, especially now that Riot the Last Dragon is out and people are like keen on the concept um, because they're two very different things. Like Western dragons have always been like monsters to slay and conquer um, and Eastern dragons have always been like our gods, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, they're they're gods. Um, and also like, uh, I mean, they, they look completely different. Um, because like asian cuz asian dragons look more like ginormous snakes in a way so yeah it's a, it, it sounds really cool yeah next up little brown otaviano bought world rights to scroll and a second untitled picture book written and illustrated by hui lee this debut picture book about family and tradition stars a girl inspired by her grandfather's calligraphy who steps into a magical world where Chinese characters come to life? Publication is slated for winter twenty twenty
1: three. Um, did you ever do calligraphy as a kid? I had to do calligraphy yes. for um Chinese school and it sucked. Yep. But, uh, <laughs>
0: yep. Had to do it for Korean school. Uh, I was never. My... I was
1: never good at it. Like I was already yeah, bad at writing here. in general because my handwriting is just like chicken scratch. And then just have like, oh, you have to hold the brush this way and do the strokes this way. I'm like, oh, this is too much structure for me and writing.
0: My at my grandparents' house, um they're like really good at calligraphy. So there's <laughs> like calligraphy scrolls that they've done, um like framed on the wall. There was like ink paintings that they've done and it's like I don't have any of that talent. Like fuck no. Like yeah. don't have it. Um also like what's really funny is that you know for like the the Korean birthday celebrations, like the Dol, uh-huh. where they uh, put out like items uh, I picked up a calligraphy brush. Like Did one of the you? things that I picked up was a calligraphy brush. And yeah, have no talent whatsoever.
1: <laughs> I mean, it also represents writing. So I guess that counts. Um, our next deal, HarperCollins Tegan acquired world rights to Maribel's Year, written by Michelle Sterling and illustrated by Sarah Gonzalez. The picture book follows a Filipina girl's first year in the U.S. as she navigates a new home through the changing months and waits for her papa across the sea to join them. Publication is set for winter 2023. Yeah, a picture book um that explores the immigration experience of like a a transplant into the States. That sounds that sounds like it'll be an interesting book um for kids.
0: Yeah, it's um it's usually like the parents go overseas first to like get everything set up, like the visas and and stuff set up. Um or they go to, like, make money, and then the kid is waiting for them to come back to to the home country. So this is a little bit different because uh, the child is in the U.S., and they're waiting for their parent to join them in the U.S. So it's a perspective that I haven't really seen before, and um, I think it's an important one to to add to the canon of Asian-American picture books. Yeah. Next up, HMH has bought world rights to cake versus pie written by Sudipta Bardhan-Qualan and illustrated by Steph Stilwell. This pun-filled picture book is about cake's mission to defeat pie as the most coveted dessert on the table. Publication is scheduled for spring
1: 2023. All right, Rira, what side are you on in this war of desserts?
0: 100% pie.
1: Pie, really?
0: Yes, pie. Hmm. Pie is amazing.
1: Cake's pretty good, too.
0: I mean I love cake too, but like <laughs> pie pie is superior. What's your favorite opinion. pie? Oh man, you can't ask me that <laughs> like, i I love 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 pie um let's see i so do did you watch um Twin Peaks?
1: I've watched the first half of season one. I haven't gone back and finished it yet.
0: Okay, well, I'm not a big fan of Twin Peaks, but Dan, <laughs> <laughs> but Dan is, and so are my friends. And uh, my friend is actually from Seattle. And when we went to go visit her uh, and her family, they took us to the the Tweety's diner, uh, to the diner where like they actually film Twin Peaks. Oh, and um, in Twin Peaks, the diner is famous for its cherry pie. Right. So we had their cherry pie, and it was actually like really, really good. So wow. um, I would say that very specific cherry pie is probably one of my <laughs> favorites. Um, but yeah, like any anything that's like super light filling, I'm, I'm down for. Um, I also like key lime pie. Mm. Yeah, I just really like pies overall. Tart uh, what pies kind of- are
1: great. Um, yes. I've always liked the apple pies at Julian Lake in San Diego. When I went to school there, we always would go up there to buy their pies um i was impartial to my family loves the marie calendar's strawberry pie
0: i've never had that but <laughs> um strawberry pie is also good any any fruit pie is is bound to be good uh what about cake marvin it sounds like your team cake
1: i like cake now that i think about it though pie can also be savory which you know versatility is always good in the in the food food stuff <laughs> um Cake wise, I like a good rich chocolate cake. Um, oh, you're the
0: opposite of me. But <laughs>
1: I also like carrot cakes are really good too.
0: Ooh, <laughs> yeah, complete opposite. I'm not a fan of carrot cake. Never liked it for some reason. I'm not a big chocolate fan. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm more of like a a lighter, milder, uh, sweet person. When it comes to cakes, at least. Uh, but I will say the best desserts are probably like Asian desserts. Uh, I will I will choose rice cakes over over pie any day. <laughs> but that's like not Western cake. That's that's Asian cakes. So yeah, that's different. All
1: right. Um, next up, Custom House acquired at auction Jamie Nakamura Lynn's illustrated memoir, The Night Parade, expanded from Lynn's catapult column, The Monster in the Mirror. The book draws upon the Japanese myth of the Hyaki Yagyo, the night parade of 100 demons, to tell the braided stories of the author's experience with bipolar disorder and her father's death. The memoir will be illustrated by Lin's sister, Corey Nakamura Lin. This sounds kind Uh, of, yeah, I guess, part memoir, part like horror story. (laughs) Yeah, this sounds pretty, it sounds like it might be kind of heavy, huh?
0: Well, yeah, bipolar disorder and you have a family death. um, But it it sounds really interesting because it's, uh it's weaving in japanese uh horror f- folklore or, or supernatural folklore um and you have illustrations with it too so uh, yeah I, I think it's it's going to be like a very interesting uh mixed media combination yeah uh right there it's but an interesting
1: it, combo and yeah. um i mean i i think anything that makes talking about uh, mental illness more accessible is always going to be a good thing right
0: yeah definitely All right, so next up, Gallery Books acquired world rights to Cal Penn's memoir, You Can't Be Serious. In his memoir, Penn shares candid, funny, consequential, and awkward stories from his childhood, his rise in fame through the 2004 Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, and to becoming a staffer in the Obama White House. The memoir is set to be published in November
1: 2021. Has it been that long since Harold and Kumar? god, it has admitted. I,
0: I have not watched that movie. It's and... pretty
1: good. Um it came out when I was in college and we made a big deal of it because obviously because it starred two Asian dudes in a in a Ronchi rom com, which is unheard of. I don't know how well it ages, but I remember really liking it as a kid. Or as a I college mean, com- student. <laughs> comedy,
0: comedy tends to not age very well. Um but yeah, I, I remember when this movie came out and a lot of people were were really excited about it because you have two Asian male leads. Uh, John Cho is, um, is he Harold? Yeah. Okay, yeah, John Cho is is Harold in the movie. Um, yeah, but I think I was a little bit too young to watch <laughs> it. I don't think I would have appreciated the humor. I guess it was age. definitely
1: of the time of, like when stoner comedies were a big thing
0: but i'm like more interested in like how cal pen uh got to be a staffer in the white house <laughs> and just like what his experience was like before like leading up to that point and then like eventually leaving
1: yeah he's definitely led a very interesting life so yeah that's awesome you should check it out our next deal Atria preempted carolyn twin's Debut novel, The Fortunes of Jaded Women, which is about a family of estranged Vietnamese mothers and daughters who grapple with a psychic's prediction that the family will, all in one year, experience a death, a marriage, and a pregnancy. Ooh. Vietnamese mothers, daughters, and prophecy. Like, fortune-telling. That is a I mean, Asian prophecies. <laughs> a-
0: Asian psychics in, in general. Yeah. You know. That's scary, though. <laughs> the death, a marriage, and a pregnancy all in one year. Like... <laughs>
1: Yeah, sounds sounds like life as a approaching middle-aged person like me. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely possible in, in, in my current situation. Because I definitely probably experienced all three of those in like 2018, I want to say. Hmm.
0: All right, so our last book deal is Lake Union preempted world rights to Wayna Dai Rendell's The Last Rose of Shanghai. A World War II set novel about love and redemption between a Chinese nightclub owner and a Jewish refugee set in Shanghai. The book is slated for November 2021. This is your favorite time period. This is
1: a very cool time period. It's like a mix of like Prohibition era, like New York with like um like Chinese. It's an, it's an
0: era of of like glamour. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it was a nice time for rich people That's to true. <laughs> to indulge. In. And yeah. uh we but if we go back in time, we probably would not want to live in that era.
1: Yeah. So those are our book deals for March 2021.
0: Uh so we're going to move on to book news. Um so taiwaneseamerican.org announced their inaugural Betty L.U. and Jin C.U creative writing prizes. Um, It was created in collaboration with National Book Award winner Charles Yu, uh, who is the author of Interior Chinatown and How to Live Safely in a Science Fictional Universe. The contest is intended to encourage and recognize creative uh, literary works by Taiwanese-American students, uh, both in high school and uh, in college. And submissions Uh, are being taken right now through a Google form, and uh, they are accepting works until March 31st, and you can learn more about it on TaiwaneseAmerican.org. They should have all of the guidelines, but to be eligible, you need to be a writer of Taiwanese heritage or have a significant connection to Taiwan. And the subject matter of your writing has to be relevant to the Taiwanese or Taiwanese American experience. Um, And winners and finalists will be announced in May, uh, Asian American Heritage Month, and a total of $1,500 will be awarded to the winners. So if you are a student writer of Taiwanese American um, background, this is a great opportunity. So check it out.
1: Yeah. Good luck to everybody.
0: Yeah, i'm i'm glad that there are contests like these being formed
1: um
0: mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think about like high school and if my my teachers ever encourage their students to to like send stuff in for competition um yeah I yeah wonder. i can't I, nope not at all i don't know if I' have uh,
1: teachers that had that much faith in my
0: skills <laughs> I mean, like I was doing, I was doing like visual art in in high school. So the contests that I applied for were for painting and drawing. Um. So I didn't really pay attention to to writing back then. I don't know. Maybe I just didn't pay attention to my English teachers enough because I hated them <laughs> and they hated me. I don't. I don't know. All right. So our last piece of news is Wesley Chu's War Arts Saga. Has been picked up to get a TV series adaptation uh, by Neil H. Moritz's original film and Sony Pictures Television. Um, it's They've optioned it, so um, they haven't written the script yet. They just have the rights at the moment. Uh, but the War Arts Saga is a fantasy novel trilogy. That's going to be coming out in 2022, 2023, and 2024 by Del Rey. Wow. And uh, the attached writer, producer, and showrunner at the moment is Jason Ning uh, from Lucifer and The Expanse. And as for the series itself, like what what the fantasy series is about... It's set in a world where martial arts are magic and a grandmaster takes a spoiled would-be hero under her wing to fulfill his destiny of defeating an immortal god-king and ending a centuries-long war. So, sounds pretty Cool. cool.
1: Yeah, um, I know Wesley Chu is also the author of the Lives of Tao series, which yes, also yes. got picked up or optioned as a TV show, I think a couple years ago. I don't know what the status is on that project, but yeah, he's known for his like martial arts, fantasy, sci-fi, like genre stories.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, it's nice that we're we're getting more um, like Asian inspired fantasy and also like um, just Asian American sci-fi. Yeah. It, into like the TV canon, I know we're like I I know just got picked up like last year, but Jade City, that's being made, and I'm really excited to watch that.
1: Yeah. And I guess with that, that's our book news for March 2021. Um, Before we go, uh, Rira, remind us what we're reading for Book Club this month.
0: Uh, We are reading Girls of Paper and Fire by Natasha and Yan. So it is a fantasy YA book. We are going to be talking about it at the end of the month. So if you haven't started reading, now is a good time to start.
1: Yeah, excited to talk about this book with you at the end of the month. Um, but with that, thank you everyone for joining us for another episode of Books and Boba Rira. As always, thanks for compiling all the book news. Uh, there were a lot this week, so uh, thanks for that.
0: Uh, no problem.
1: Yeah, thanks for joining us, and we'll see y'all next time. Bye, everyone.
0: Right, bye. bye.
1: Thanks for listening to Books and Boba. This podcast was hosted by Marvin Yue and Ri Rayu and edited and produced by Marvin Yue. Follow the book club on Twitter and Instagram by going to at Booksandboba and engage with us on Goodreads on our Goodreads group. You can also check out past episodes of the podcast by going to Booksandboba.com and by subscribing to us on your favorite podcast app. Don't forget, you can support Books and Boba and Asian American authors by purchasing books at our bookshop.org account. Check out the link in our show notes and also at Booksandboba.com.
0: Kim? Steve? Where have you been? We haven't seen you for seven years. H- has it been that long? Uh-huh. Oh. Uh huh.
1: Oh. I was on a fishing boat. Training. It's part of the plan.
0: Pla- what training? What plan?
1: The, 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 the third season of the Korean Drama Podcast!
0: Okay, we're doing this again? Well, okay, but there's no body switching in this one, right? No!
1: The only thing we're switching is the fact that we're going to watch a good drama this time from 2020 called Itaewon Class. A story about starting a restaurant and a dish that Koreans love called Revenge.
0: I thought you were going to say kimchi jjigae. I thought you were going to say juk. Those two. Koreans love those two. Listen to the Korean drama podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Part of the Potluck Podcast Collective.